Today with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. boys and girls and older people too. It's time to sing our Bible songs again. I'm sure you've learned them all and can sing them with us by now. I'm Auntie Rosemary, Max and Hannah, as well as Auntie Diane, Pastor James and Uncle Finney are here to help us learn them too. Do you know that it's important to learn scripture? When Satan tried to tempt Jesus, he didn't succeed. Why? Because Jesus always used the Bible to fight against Satan's temptations. And we can do the same. When we are tempted to sin, the more Bible verses we know, the more help we can have in overcoming temptation. So join with us as we sing some more scripture songs today. King David prayed that God would cleanse him from all his sins. He wrote his prayer down as a song for others to sing. So we're going to sing it right now. Psalm 51 verses 6 to 8. Behold our desires, truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part thou shalt. want to be ready for Jesus when he comes again, don't you? Did you know that God promises to help us be ready? Let's sing about it in Philippians 1 verse 6. We will sing it once.
next song is about coming to know Jesus and then becoming like him. And if we know him, we will be united with others who know him too. This is part of God's plan for us as his people. Join us as we sing, Till We All Come in the Unity, Ephesians 4, verse 13. that only good thoughts come from God. So we should be careful to make sure we are thinking his kind of thoughts. Philippians 4 verse 8 tells us what to think about. We'll sing it once. What are we going to sing next? Our next song is And Be You Kind. It comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, and chapter 5, verse 2. It tells us how we should behave towards other people. song is a bright one. I find myself singing it often. It reminds us that God shines his light in us through Jesus and gives us power to obey him. So we don't need to be afraid or worried. God is with us. It is found in 2 Corinthians 4 verses 6 to 9.
about the wisdom that is from heaven. James chapter 3 verse 17. We will sing it once. his enemies as well as his friends. His love is so amazing and it can never be destroyed. Let's sing Romans 8 verses 38 and 39. Thank you for singing with us. After this short break, you can join the A Day with the King Bible study. Meanwhile, see you next time as we sing more of the Bible together. Bye. Hi, everyone. Come and join our Bible study. Welcome, everyone. I'm Uncle Daniel, and it's good to have you join us again on our A Day with the King Bible study. Today, we will learn about a special visit Jesus made to the temple in Jerusalem when he was 12 years old. Elkin, would you please ask God to be with us today? Dear God, thank you for showing us your truth in the Bible. Help us to hear what you are saying today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Elkin. In our last story, we learned how the wicked King Herod tried to kill baby Jesus, but Joseph and Mary escaped with him to Egypt. They stayed there until Herod was dead, then returned to their hometown of Nazareth. By that time, Jesus wasn't a baby anymore. Now he was a little boy. What does Luke 2 verse 40 tell us about Jesus while he was growing up? Oyun. Would you please read that for us? And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. The Bible doesn't tell us much directly about Jesus' life as a boy in Nazareth. It does say he was well behaved and wise for his age. 
But if we look carefully, we will find more clues in other Bible verses. One of those clues is in Proverbs 22, verse 6. Sai, would you read that for us? Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. When we look at Jesus' life as an adult, we can see the habits he formed when he was growing up. As a man, Jesus was constantly quoting the scriptures, so he must have studied them a lot during his childhood. He also obeyed God and his parents. His parables show how much time he spent in nature. When Jesus was 12 years old, something very special happened. What was it? Leon and Tamia, would you please read Luke 2, 41 and 42? This parents were, went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. In Jewish culture, when a boy reached 12 years of age, he became a man and began to take part in the sacred feasts held at the temple. That is why Jesus first went to the Passover when he was 12 years old. Do you remember how the Passover began? To escape the last terrible plague in Egypt, the death of the firstborn, the Israelites had to kill an innocent lamb, sprinkle its blood on the doorposts of their houses and stay inside. If the blood was there, the angel of death would pass over their home and they would be safe inside. Then God told them that every year the Israelites were to celebrate this feast as a reminder of their amazing deliverance from slavery. Being slaves in Egypt was a terrible thing, but the Bible teaches us about a kind of slavery that's even worse. What did Jesus say about slavery in John 8.34? Nadava, could you read that for us, please? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Sin is something we are all slaves to. The Passover for it was a reminder not only that God saved them from slavery in Egypt, but also that the Messiah would come and save them and us from sin. How would he do this? Elkin, would you please read Isaiah 53 verse 5? But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his strips we are healed. Transgressions and iniquity mean sins. The Messiah was to die for our sins. He was to be bruised for our iniquities. He would suffer the consequences of our sin so that we could be healed, set free. Thus, the slain lamb in the Passover represented the Messiah, who was to die for the sins of the whole world. As a child, Jesus had studied the Bible carefully and had read the prophecies about the Messiah. Now, as Jesus attended the Passover for the first time, he watched the priest kill the innocent lamb. As the Passover ended, what did he do? Oyun, would you please read the first part of Luke 2:43? When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. 
Meanwhile, Mary and Joseph had left for home with all their family and friends. What does Luke 2.44 say about what they thought Jesus was doing? Sai, could you read that for us? But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. For a whole day, Mary and Joseph traveled, not realizing that Jesus was missing. When they looked for him that evening, he was nowhere to be found. Where was he? Was he safe? What had happened to him? He never disappeared like this. Mary and Joseph would have been frantically looking for Jesus everywhere, all the way back to Jerusalem. When they arrived, they searched the whole city looking for him. What happened on the third day? Leon, could you please read Luke 2 and verse 46? Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. Finally, they found Jesus in the temple. And what was the response of those who were listening to Jesus? Tamir, would you please read verse 47? And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. They wondered how a child of 12 could have such a deep understanding of the Bible and spiritual things. His knowledge was not normal for his age. What did Mary say when she and Joseph found Jesus? Well, Luke 2 verse 48 tells us this. Nadava, could you read that one for us? So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. Instead of admitting that she and Joseph had been careless, Mary blamed Jesus. What was his reply? Well, Elkin, could you read verse 49? And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Through Jesus' two questions, we can see that he knew God was his true father. So Mary and Joseph should have known that he would be at his father's house, the temple. Also at 12 years old, he understood his work as the Messiah, the true Passover lamb. Although Jesus knew what his life work was to be, he also knew from Daniel 9, 24 to 27, that the time for his public ministry had not yet come. What do Luke 2, 51 and 52 tell us about what he did next for the next 18 years? Oyun and Sai, would you please read those for us? Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and he was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. After Jesus understood his special job as the Messiah, he returned home with his parents to Nazareth. Luke 2 verse 51 says that he was subject to or obeyed his parents. That's the fifth commandment. Jesus had come not to be God on earth, but to live here as a human being. Jesus used these years to prepare for the mission he had come to fulfill, to save us from slavery to sin. 
What does our memory verse in Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1 say we should do while we are still young? Let's say it together. Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth. Our torchlight in the Desire of Ages, page 101 says a bit more about the importance of choosing to follow God while we are young. Leon, could you please read that for us? Youth is a soaring time. It determines the character of the harvest for this life and for the life to come. Have you ever planted seeds and watched them grow? The harvest depends on the seeds you plant. Life is like a garden. The time while you are young is like the planting time. Each thought you think and each thing you do is like a seed that is planted. When you are an adult, your life will show what kind of thoughts and deeds you planted when you were young. When Jesus was young, he planted only good thoughts and deeds in the garden of his life. We need to do the same. Who would like to choose to do what Jesus did? Me. Tamia, would you please close with prayer for our study? Dear Father, Please help us to be like Jesus and plant good thoughts and deeds in our lives while we are young. In Jesus' name, Amen. We hope you have been inspired by Jesus' example to obey your parents and God while you are young. You can learn more about this important lesson in our daily Bible study guide for this week, Lesson 75. Download it from www.adaywiththeking.com. Be sure to join us for our next study as Jesus begins his public ministry. Until then, goodbye and God bless. Bye. listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, God displays his power in undeniable ways. Here is our reader, Harold Harker. This story is entitled Handwriting on the Wall. Daniel chapter 5 and verse 5 reads, In the same hour the fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. We received a letter from a woman in the county jail. Someone had told her about the Bible Sabbath beginning on Saturday. For whatever reason, she was transferred to a solitary confinement cell, and on her cell wall it was written about the Sabbath being on Saturday. Then she received a gift package from the Christmas Behind Bars program while in the county jail. In her package was a sharing book called 
The Ten Commandments Twice Removed, written by Danny Shelton and Shelley Quinn from 3ABN and published by Remnant Publications. In her letter, she said, I now know the importance of the Sabbath to God and that it is the same biblical Sabbath spoken about in the Bible, which is Saturday. Someone shared the truth about the Sabbath with her. Someone showed her through the handwriting on the wall of her cell. Then someone sponsored the devotional book that she received in her gift package from Christmas Behind Bars. We look forward to meeting her in the kingdom of heaven. If she remains true and faithful to her newly found truth, it will be a joyful day when we meet the individual who wrote on the wall in that tiny, solitary confinement cell in the jail. What a joy it will be to meet the one who sponsored that book. A reflection associated with this story comes from The Desire of Ages, page 104. God does not send messengers to flatter the sinner. He delivers no message of peace to lull the unsanctified into fatal security. He lays heavy burdens upon the conscience of the wrongdoer and pierces the soul with arrows of conviction. The ministering angels present to him the fearful judgments of God to deepen the sense of need and prompt the cry, what must I do to be saved? Then the hand that is humbled in the dust lifts up the penitent. The voice that has rebuked sin and put to shame pride and ambition inquires with tenderest sympathy, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? This story, entitled Handwriting on the Wall, was written by Lemuel Vega founder of the Christmas Behind Bars Project, located in Bluffton, Indiana. Its mission is to share Christ's love to those behind bars, not just on Christmas, but 365 days per year. You can find the information on their website, christmasbehindbars.org.